I was driving with, he recognized her right away because he, well, he'd spent a lot of time in jail. So he knew that jailhouse and he knew she was coming out of court. Right. And I just, you know, he goes, hey, hey, you need a ride? He rolled on the one and she said, yeah. So she got in the truck with us and I looked her over and then he said, yeah, what were you in for? And she says, you know, uh, the usual. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. This <laughs> is a city and county of San Francisco. And then he's trying to negotiate. Well, we're going to give you this ride. What are you going to give us in return? I thought, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride two blocks up the street. I want to get her out of the truck as soon as I can. You know, I, you know, we've talked about this before. I, uh, uh, I probably in six plus years at the Venetian, I was asked for drugs maybe three times yeah. and always weed. It was always something yeah. lame. Yeah. Can, can, where to go get weed? And I said, ask a cab driver. Um, and prostitution, uh, maybe once, and it was really not a, a, a strippers all the time. Yeah, but prostitution, it was. I, I never got asked. You know, can you arrange something? Can you do this? Yeah. Where are they? I mean, they were. It was go to any center bar, look for a girl yeah. with uh, clear high heels and a little tiny black purse. Yeah, yeah, I got asked Most a couple likely. times. In fact, there were. I remember when we first opened, and we had these you all type cowboy. Who came in with literally wearing wearing ten gallon cowboy hats, yeah. and and they were asking about the hotel, and I said, well, on the fourth floor we have we have a spa, and and then as one guy said to his buddy, oh, that's where they keep the hookers, and I thought, no, it's not a brothel, it's a spa, you it's know, like cold storage, yeah, yeah, it's like cold storage. That's where we keep them up there, you know, in a freezer or something. But they, you know, again, they thought that it was all legal, and that's it. and I had guys come to the desk in the daytime, yeah. want me to arrange a massage for them, and they're they're getting out. They 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 were Mexican guys, uh-huh. um, it, you know, they it, it staying in the hotel, and and they were they were uh, giving that leery oh, oh, oh. I said, well, do you want a male? Oh, female, oh, oh. and I said, you know, you're getting a massage and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. there are no happy endings in this in this hotel. Yeah, because we had a high end massage or high end spa. Yes. I mean, Canyon Ranch. Yeah, so yeah. so you're gonna get you're gonna your muscles be nice and relaxed, and so is your wallet. Yeah, basically at the end of it. Oh. You're not getting your, your nuts off. I'm mean, sorry, unless you're doing it yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. I never knew that. That's hysterical. Yeah, yeah, that happened. That's, that's where happened. we keep all the prostitutes. Yes. You know that, Julia? We keep all our prostitutes in the spa. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's what they said. No, no, no. It's it's not that kind of. It's it's a real spa. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for tuning in. This is the Pod Bay Door. Uh, John's with me. Yes. And 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 much to the to the hooray of our listeners, Julia's back. Hi. I have to hello, Julia. I have to uh, I have to say that uh, John, I, we should be insulted, but I don't I don't think we are. No. Uh, uh, in the interim, we've had one where John and I did the show uh, by ourselves, and um, uh, I received no less than five uh, uh, emails and contacts asking where Julia was. Yeah. So, so clearly, we are not the focus of this show, John. No, no. Yeah. So, so all of you, that Julia is back. She's going to join us today. Uh, but you and I stink, Jamie. No, we. Yeah, yeah I know we haven't had a shower since the apparently, last. Apparently, yeah. So you know, yeah, we're all just sitting here naked with the <laughs> That's podcast. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, but uh, thanks to our sponsor this month, uh, MRS Events, uh, wonderful local company uh, providing all of our all entertainment models, talent, and hot chicks. Hot chicks, John. <laughs> Uh, and uh, they uh, uh, musicians and everything uh, event planning they do a fantastic job that's mrs-events.com uh, but uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some some 
It's not negative. It, it's just really f- fun information, something that people you know coming to Las Vegas should know. Uh, but uh, uh, slot machines are killing us. Mm. Yeah, not killing me. Not killing you. Do, you do, do, do any? Do you guys slot machines? Nothing. Only megabucks. Only megabucks. Yep. Okay. And and off not often. No. No. I always you know it, there was a time when I first moved here I wanted to buy one of the ones that are out of commission that you can actually feed real coins to. Yes. Just for fun you know just have yeah. it in the house because yeah. you can have those legally here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I literally you know what they called they used to call the one armed bandit when you actually had to pull a lever. Right. Uh, and I still wouldn't mind one of those. I think those would be pretty cool, like a, like a pinball machine game. Oh, that'd be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I found a, a a fantastic book. Uh, it, it has a long title. It says, uh, Addiction by Design, Machine Gambling in Las Vegas. And it's by the author uh, Natasha Dow Shul. She is a cultural anthropologist, and she did a 15-year study here in Las Vegas, and she found what is co- what she has coined uh, the term machine zone. And, uh, Julia, you might find this interesting. Uh, the, she refers to it as the zone of playing slot machines as be- being in the flow of being a writer or an artist. Do you have a flow? Do you go into a flow where you're, I do. you're, you're on it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now she, she separated it, and I was just watching uh, something about the NFL, uh, and uh, she said, absolutely not athletics flow. It's a completely different mindset. But she said, an artist or writer, and she said, the rhythm and the feedback of the machines cause our sensations to fade to only what is going on on the machine. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, is it creepy? Yeah, yeah we've seen that. I mean, there have been there been reports when they had fires in the hotel. Yeah. And they're getting people out. And people still stay there at the slot machines. Yeah. Because they're, they are in tune with that. And then everything else blanks out. You don't, you know, it was so interesting how they always say that, the, you know, the hotels, they, they try to conspire so you don't know what time it is. There's no clocks or anything. But mm-hmm. when you're in that, I think when they're in that flow, yeah. that they don't care. You could have clocks on every wall. They're not going to look at them. They're just in the moment. Yeah. Well, according to Ms. Shule, uh, the, the, you, you, you reach a point while you're playing where there's no hunger, there's no thirst, uh, and there's literally no concern except for the flow of the game. And she even went so far uh, in her data to find out that it doesn't matter if you win or lose. That there are many of the participants in the study, um, when they uh, hit a jackpot of any size, they were inconvenienced by that. It broke the flow of the game. Yeah. Well, I can. I have some anecdotes that actually support what she's saying. Yeah. You guys know that there are people that actually pee and crap their pants. Yeah. Because yes. they've been sitting. It happens probably a couple times a month at yeah. every casino. Yeah. There will be someone who are crapping their pants or peeing their pants because they've literally been sitting at that machine all night. Yeah. And they will not even get up to go to the, use the restroom. Right. So right. they have to send out the cleanup crew and. Yeah. Now, when you... It's a real thing. Oh, it's it's absolutely real. Uh, I remember uh, uh, being told this by other patrons that, you know, they would... Of course, uh, the concierge desk got all the fun questions. Yeah. And and I remember that. I remember very clearly that Mm -hmm. a a woman came up to me, uh, middle-aged or a little little more, and she she described this individual that was uh, smelly and and so on and so forth. Um, and, uh, and as I, as I saw the security go out, I could, I just shook my head. I couldn't believe it. It yeah. happened yeah. a lot when I worked at the Rio. They should the comp them. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a local's place. <laughs> yeah, they should. Here you go. Here's your, here's your, here's your diaper. Well, the you Rio know, is locals. Yeah. And Venetian is more tourist. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's more the locals who have an, a true addiction that yeah. this happens with. So I, we had it happen all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. But uh, uh, penny slots, of course, now uh, are are the number one earner in Las Vegas, have been for quite quite some time. Uh, and uh, if anybody's ever wondering that if you see loose slots or 97 percent payback, there's a certain payback that is by law necessary. Uh, but uh, it's a very loose definition, and it's and it's not a very clear definition of what a payback is as far as a machine is concerned. It has to do with hours of play and dollars in, almost the same as comping. Uh, but uh, the penny slots are not only our biggest earner, but they are the biggest sucker of money out of our wallets. Yeah, I mean, you mm-hmm. know, and who plays a penny? You know, you're not going to play a penny. You play, you you know, most of the things now. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, you know, but there are multiple lines, multiple coins in, and I, you know, a penny slot. Generally speaking, you're in forty-five to sixty cents, or you can't play. You know, and I mean, dollar after dollar after dollar just just flies away. But uh, we we always made fun of you know the locals and the oxygen tanks and the yeah. and the and the retired while people. they smoked yeah. yeah while they smoked oh and, yeah you know now now I see more and more uh, the same oxygen tank same woman with the vapor yeah with the you know and that's more obnoxious I find the vapor just because there's just big clouds of, oh it's nasty it's nasty yeah. the well, smoke is a, blue it, yeah. uh, it's just is nasty. it blue oh, I've never seen a blue them, one I'm like oh, oh that's funny get this out of my face I know ones that are I've seen uh, ones that are shaped like grenades and have digital displays and and you know you can actually adjust the plume and uh, yeah it's just just nonsense uh, but uh, uh, if anybody's ever think we're joking about the oxygen tanks and the smoking and, and the old come. people they're, just, they're sitting oh, there oh yeah it's they're everywhere. absolutely sitting there they yeah. light their their cigarette with the last cigarette yeah it's yeah just, it, it says it, it there's that appeal of the of the addictive personality whether they're smoking and drinking and 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 gambling it all seems to go together yeah because even when when I worked there you know in 2000 uh, you know the number of people who smoked had had gone way down, and and but nevertheless, you were hard pressed to find a non-smoking poker room. I looked for some, and they had a few, but they closed down because again, it's it's these things all kind of tie together, and it was hard to find a you know a, like I said a non-smoking poker room for for mm-hmm. uh, poker players that didn't smoke. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of problems with poker rooms for me. Yeah. I just I, everybody's gonna scream at me, but I can't stand playing poker with women. Because you can't read them, I can't. I can't read a woman, you know, especially an Asian woman with yeah. sunglasses and yeah. in the corner, just just glaring at you. And I just, I can't stand it. I just, you know, but uh, who knows? Now, well, that, that you know, that, there's another uh, story recently in the uh, um, online news uh, about a uh, 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 bad beat, no payoff. Have you seen that? Uh, do you know? No. You guys know what a bad beat is? No. Bad beat in poker is basically when when one guy has a fantastic hand uh, and uh, he got it one, and then the, the, he's just beaten by one one card or one suit or one one hand, and it's called a bad beat. A lo- oftentimes they'll split the pot, uh, or and that person that had the, this amazing hand will get a percentage of the pot, uh, and the rest and the other guy gets it. But there's also a running total of bad beat, uh, much like a slot machine, where they keep a uh, you know it's, it's uh, it's a progressive where the dollar a dollar will go in every bad beat or every hand um, and uh, this is I believe the article said this is the fourth bad beat progressive that has been denied because they say the bylaws of their definition of bad beat say they they, they don't have to recognize it and we're talking you know in the area of 50 60 thousand mm-hmm. on, on mm-hmm. one of them yeah but uh, so do you guys um, What's different between us and the players? What's what's different between us and the woman or man sitting there 
that, that goes so far as to, to defecate. I mean, what, what's, what's different in our minds? I mean, for me, it's the pain of, the, of the, every single nickel. I can just feel it. It's like a, it's a shot in my ribs. So what's different? Do you do you know a person with a that that uh, that is on the edge of, of a gambling thing or No, but I used to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I don't know I don't, I really don't know. I think it's just a maybe experiencing the highs and lows. Maybe people just crave that that risk. Yeah. You know, almost like jumping out of a plane, which it is. I mean, some people are gambling there. Yeah. Well, Larry Flint said that since, you know, since he was paralyzed, that gambling became a substitute for sex for him. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and I guess it is that thrill, you know, you kind of get that rush, yeah. and he wins, he loses. I don't think that that really matters to him. Yeah, you know, I recently watched uh, uh, Molly's game with Jessica Chastain, uh, and she ran the. Uh, eh, it was it's a gray area, but ran a, a legal illegal poker uh, uh, a room uh, in the hotel in Los Angeles, um, and uh, it, you know it became uh, celebrities and high dollar people. And yeah, I watched it. And uh, besides the movie being very, and it was Aaron Sorkin's directorial debut. He's fantastic. I love him. Uh, but uh, besides being that, uh, watching the story unfold, you're right. I, I can't imagine being okay. Hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, half mil, full yeah. mil. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, my, it just my, goes away. My aunt was married to a guy. Um, she was married three or four times before she died, and this was her last husband. Mm-hmm. And he was big on horse racing. Yeah. Um, Anyhow, my aunt uh, had cancer, and when she died, he, had, he they had a pretty big life insurance policy on mm-hmm. her, so he got that money. And then his mother, who had a really nice house in what became a very affluent area of the Bay Area, mm-hmm. she died while he had the house, and it was paid for, and he sold it. And anyhow, here this is a guy who was, who was a cab driver, uh, who became a millionaire then, right? I mean, he got the insurance policy, he sold his mom's house. He's got over a million dollars and he kind of disappeared from family didn't see him for a long time. Well, every day he, he said <laughs> later on, every day he went to the racetrack and he bet with the same guys and he sat there and every day he went back and he played the horses and it took him six years to lose all the money. Oh, and then he was man. back driving a cab. And I thought, you know, if I, after I lost like a thousand, two thousand dollars out of that million, mm-hmm. I just say, I find another hobby. Yeah, you know, world travel or something. At least you know. But I'm not going to be there after a while. It's really, like, hey, you know what? I really suck at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, six years and now I'm I'm dead broke. I got to go back to driving a taxi cab. And let me remind all the listeners: Las Vegas is built on losers. Absolutely. We make so much money here that we as residents don't pay income taxes even. Right. Yeah. So if you think you're going to beat the system, you're not. Well, even it's when rare. they when they yeah. advertise, hey, ninety eight percent payback. Mm-hmm. Well, what they're saying is you'll only lose 2%. Right. That's right? all it means. You're still losing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're still losing. The house exactly. always wins. Yeah. You know, I heard something. My mom uh, My mom uh, had a, a, an acquaintance, and she she used the phrase, and I don't know why this stuck in my in my uh, brain, that she said uh, they're, they're going to Laughlin in this case, but same place. Um, it's just a river. Uh, but uh, uh, she said, I, I've, I've got 1,200 to lose. And I didn't, oh. you know, I've heard that a hundred thousand yeah, times. Yeah. And it, and for the, for this time, I, I took a pause. I'm like, you have twelve hundred to lose. So you know you're going to. Well, I need a new, you know, lens and a, a microphone, and and I need all this stuff. Well, I, you know, and I just thought to myself, oh my god. I mean, most people say, I don't know if you heard the the on a previous podcast, the average per family gambling loss has gone down to under two hundred and fifty dollars. Hmm. 
So that that's good and bad, you know, for us. But I have twelve hundred. I'm taking twelve hundred dollars to lose. That was the phrase. Why don't you invest it? Make something off well, it. Well, yeah. Oh I, I, just, I don't know, you know. But at the same time, I I I'm a giant giant kid. I love amusement parks, and I am willing to to spend a tremendous amount of money to be a VIP at a Magic Mountain or a Disneyland. Because I don't, I don't do lines anymore. Yeah, I'll pay a lot of money to enjoy that, and it's and again, just it's like the, gambling, it's the same feeling. Just yeah. like gambling, yeah. I'm not keeping anything except memories. And yet, I think to myself, well, Disneyland—that's kind of a fun memory. You walk around, you get your stuff, and you you, you have pictures and so. On. But gambling, there there is no fun memory. I don't know. I mean, it's not a life experience. Yeah. Well, there's always a chance yeah. for them that she said she has twelve hundred to lose that she could win. That could be the time that she wins. Yeah, she could walk, she could go back with fifteen hundred. That's the yeah. high. She loses the next time, that's the high. That's always you, which where you go to Disneyland. Yeah, you had a great time whatever but you know you're not coming you're not going to walk away with something right more than what you went in for there's, there's always that chance yeah you know you're yeah. not you're not throwing bones with mickey and gonna lose an extra five bills that's right yeah that's right <laughs> or yeah yeah strip poker with well disney i mean Mode. i mean they've called vegas the disneyland for adults it is for many years yeah. i mean is it really though i it, think it is yeah it is I, you know, for we're a certain kind of adults. You know, it's a certain kind, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, I guess we're sp- spoiled in a way or, or numb in a way, you know, because, uh, you know, a, a family from Connecticut, they're not used to what goes on here. So it, may, it maybe is, you know, incredibly fun. I don't know. Is it? Inc- I, can't, I just can't see any trip here being so incredibly fun, but... but uh, um, because we live here. Yeah, I guess. I is, it, is that this, why? I mean, if you're yeah. going to offer me a chance to go here or... Anywhere else? Anywhere, yeah. I mean, yeah. anywhere. But I've seen it all. Yeah, but I gotta say, I I, I was researching a, an upcoming trip for myself, and I saw an article. It was clickbait. It was just for a nonsensical article, but um, and it was uh, the ten uh, ten world uh, locations that you can still do a cheap trip. And I'll I'll be goddamned every time I see something like this. Las Vegas, Las Vegas is yeah. on there. Las Vegas is number one or number ten. And and well, I you know we've talked about that. Las Vegas isn't cheap anymore. No, it's not cheap anymore. Yeah. Maybe at one time, that's just yeah. old, outdated information. Yeah. Let me interject really yes. quick. You were talking about horse races. Yes. Uh, Justify is running at one o'clock today yes, for the Triple Crown. I'm yes. happy to say that I saw Justify win in the Kentucky at the Derby. Kentucky Derby. Yes. I saw those pictures in the rain. In, in the, the rain. In your hat. And my hat. And hat. Yes, so great. I'm excited to see if uh, Justify takes the triple crown. I hope so. I hope so too. Hope I'm so. gonna it's, try and watch that. I don't know how long it's been since we've had a triple. Couple crown. Couple years, American Pharaoh one, I think. Pharaoh, two, that's two years right. ago. Two yeah. Years. But before yeah. that, it was like Secretariat. Yeah. Yeah, it was. was this? So it was like goes back to the 70s. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Now that'd be fantastic. Yeah. One o'clock. One o'clock. One o'clock. Uh, what Eastern? It's no. four Eastern, so one for us. One for us. Yeah. Okay. Which would be over by the time this airs but yeah we'll know yeah Yeah, we'll know we'll We'll know know. uh okay so i'm sitting in the studio with two um i I consider myself part of the group but two very healthy people they kill themselves to be healthy and will die healthy (laughs) but uh, uh uh is it hard to be healthy in las vegas do you think it's hard? Is it harder than any other city? Is it harder than L.A., Chicago? I think it's easier. You think Remember, so? Yeah. Well, I know that, that, that statistically they found, you know, I used to live in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. and that they have higher cancer rates in the Pacific Northwest, probably because of sunshine. Yeah. Um, you know, it rains a lot there, or it's it's either going to rain or it's it's going to rain tomorrow. 
mm-hmm. you know, pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for you know, in the summer, it, it doesn't. But nevertheless, you, you, you get outdoors more. You can do more out there. And then we don't have snow to deal with in the winter. Uh, where people just stay inside, yeah. and it, it seems to me that yeah, so so yeah, you you juxtapose that with you sure all the gambling and the drinking that we tend not to do. Those of us that live here, yeah, um, you know, it's a weekend indulgence for for travelers to come and 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 uh, you know to to behave like that and to drink too much and mm-hmm. eat too much and piss away their money or whatever but for those of us live here i don't find it difficult yeah check check your humanity at the door go ahead i think it can be so it's funny well i'm in the mortgage industry when Mm -hmm. i'm not writing and um you know i did have to go back to the casino industry for a very brief stint after the mortgage market crashed right and um I will tell you i got really nervous because i was much i was way more conscious of my health when I went back the second time Mm -hmm. and I was conscious of the fact that I was breathing in smoke every day standing at that concierge desk at the win. It was, I could, it was, it saturated my hair, my clothes. Oh, absolutely. So for people that work in casinos, I think it's really bad for you. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's going to depend on your job. And the other thing is the stress. It has one of the worst commutes uh, uh, ever really yeah. here in Las Vegas having to, to, to go to work. And I don't have to deal with that either. Since yeah. I, I talk yeah, I agree with you. I mean, L.A. obviously the, is, is legendary small. as far as their traffic. But, uh, yeah, our commute is awful. Yeah. yeah. And it was, like I said, I've I've gone on autopilot and not, not really remembered how I got to the garage of the Venetian. I know. You know it's kind well, of scary. You know, when I worked there, I can, I can think of stretches where, I mean, for three or four days in a row, I would see an accident. Not like, oh, there's an accident over to the side of the road that slowed down traffic. I saw it happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw cars blow tires. I saw, I had hunks of, of you know, I had to just swerve out of the way of, of, of hunks of rubber flying at me. I mean, multiple days in a row on the freeway because yeah. of the the heat. So um, it was awful. It was yeah. an awful commute. Well, I remember, and and you know, I, I it was the only single time in my work career I was late for work, and it was because a pig truck rolled over on what we call here the spaghetti bowl. Yeah. Oh, Live pigs, dead pigs, oh, no. just it was it was awful, oh. and and I was I, I was I was mortified. I couldn't believe it. I had to get on the phone and call, and you know, to my surprise and glee, everybody was late. I mean, yeah. the casino was almost empty of of a, uh, the next shift because yeah. we couldn't get to it. But yeah, it was just awful, and I, awful. I didn't really see much of it because we 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 got off before the the pig. Uh, you know Armageddon but yeah uh, yeah. but uh, so back to the healthy thing uh, if you discount all the people that come here because you're right you know people come here and rightly so and have a great time and and just eat your way you know and and gamble your way through Vegas just for a couple days Um, but you discount all those people all the tourists all the all the fanny packers John's favorite favorite people Um, and uh, uh, then you, you you bring it down to us you bring it down to all the casino employees mm-hmm. um, and all the people that aren't. Because we have a tremendous number of industries here that aren't gambling uh, or hotel. Uh, mortgage being one of them. We're actually kind of a large mortgage industry here. Uh, but uh, do, do, do you think we're healthier, not as healthy, about the same? Do we represent the United States about the same or do you think we're better? I think statistically if we look at it, obesity rates are higher in the South uh, Louisiana, I think, has right now is number one in terms of un- unhealthy lifestyle mm-hmm. or unhealthy people. Mississippi is right up there. So, so being in the West, 
Um, again, we we when you know there's being overweight ties into a lot of health issues, whether mm -hmm. it's heart, diabetes. Those are the main killers, and also and also cancer. You know, cancer hey, is 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 a gambling disease, right? I mean, they're finding out it's and it is scary, but it's a crapshoot who develops cancer and who doesn't. It, you know, lifestyle can play a part in it, but it just remember it's just the it's the you know it, it, it's it's abnormal cell growth. So the more mass you have, the more likely one of those cells or, or cells in your body are going to mutate and 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 be cancerous right. so again nature favors smaller people yeah, so right. we have yeah. smaller people here in terms of their of their body mass i know i quoted uh, oh lord 30 podcasts ago um the number one uh it changed it used to be germany and uh it uh, the obesity uh, global obesity was saudi arabia oh mm. and the uae uh, it was a it was a tie of sorts, um, but uh, now I remember Julia. You and I, um, when we were working a swing, it was a late swing. It was uh -huh. five to one. Uh, we would go from the hotel to the gym, and yes, then home. We would. Um, and I missed that. <laughs> I thought yeah, that was great. That was cool. I, I don't go to the gym. I I got one at my house now. But um, was it was it hard? Do you think it was hard for us to do that? I, I, I don't remember it being hard. No. I, I, you know. I've always done it. I've yeah. always, I, I'm a meal prepper on Sundays. I prepare my lunches for the entire week. Yeah. So while everyone else in the office is eating the pizza that they called in, I'm eating my yeah. salad and my vegetables. Yeah. And, um, you know, people, people are always you making fun of me. You, than you, uh, generally speaking? All ages. Okay. Because yeah. oftentimes you, you become a little more conscious. You can get away with that when you're 30. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Remember, remember those, remember those years? But they're all big. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're they all are. big. I'm, I'm shocked uh, when I walk around anywhere. Uh, and I don't think it's specifically Las Vegas. I think it's specifically the United States. Um, I, I'm shocked uh, at the, the, the level that people have let themselves go. Um, yeah, I, a lot I, of that is our diet because you know even absolutely. living in Japan I first went there in 84 you were really hard pressed to see I mean every now and then sure you saw a guy who was big um, who was into judo I mean I've seen sumo wrestlers up close and mm -hmm. they're really gigantic mm -hmm. um, but for the most part you know they they they're they're they were very they were very slender but I did notice in, in later years because teaching at the women's college where all my students were 18 to 22, mm -hmm. um, that it used to be that, you know, oh, I would have one student that was heavy, overweight. Mm -hmm. um, then I started having one per class. And what it was, you know, I attributed to what they ate. And what were they eating? Macudonado dough, right? McDonald's. McDonald's yep. yeah. And all that. And, and 7-Eleven. Yeah. And stuff in there <laughs> and buying all this shit from 7-Eleven. And yes. I said, you know, the ones that ate the more traditional diet, Stayed thin. You know, I have an interesting anecdote about that. 7-Eleven, uh, one of the things that, that uh, my company and me, uh, we cover uh, large conferences. And 7-Eleven was involved in one of these conferences. And they had this enormous um, salon they had built. And basically it was a 7-Eleven. It was a copy of a 7-Eleven. And I started to see they were bringing in the food, you know, to stock it in, in sort of a, a faux way. Oh my God! It was awful. I mean, yeah. that that it nothing was real, you know. It was it, and and uh, and I looked at one box and it, I looked at the date on the box, and I asked the guy. I said, "Is this what you serve in the stores?" He said, "Well, yes." He said, "This one actually came from Los Angeles uh, from an active delivery, and it was two years old." Ew. Yeah. Now, granted, mm. it was like Twinkies and and yeah, ho hos and everything yeah. else. It's just I can't even imagine putting yeah. that in my body. I oh really my can't. gosh! Yeah. Yeah. You know all that, all those Twinkies and and, and ho hos, 
those are all going to be left here when when all humanity is gone. That's true. And 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 someday, you know, an alien race will come here and look around. And that's what they'll find. They'll see this yeah. is what must have killed these people. Yeah. <laughs> this is all that's left of this civilization. <laughs> this was the pinnacle of their well, of their achievement. You guys, but I'm fascinated by all things diet and health. I am okay. fascinated. You know, I was looking. I was watching a documentary, and the name escapes me right now, but. Um, it followed the trends. So in the 50s, fat became the demon, right? Yeah. And they switched to margarine, which is one molecule away from plastic. Yeah. Um, so it was fat-free this, fat-free that, which means they just dump a bunch of sugar into it and other preservatives. And then it became um, that sugar was the demon and everybody went all protein, Atkins. And mm -hmm. now we know that that causes cancer. Mm -hmm. Now it's keto, everything's keto. Yeah. And you wanna eat you know, 70 to 80% of your diet as right. fat, right. which means you're eating all this red meat and you know coconut oil and you're completely eliminating fruits and vegetables, which is yeah. the major thing that humans were meant to eat. We have small square teeth. Mm -hmm. We don't have ripping fangs for ripping mm -hmm. meat. Mm -hmm. but everyone's on the keto. I just find it fascinating. Like what, what's going to happen when they realize keto is, I don't, what, what's well, next? Well, uh, you know, a, a lot of the problems that I see is that they do new research and they find out new things, but it doesn't supplant pe in people's mind the old stuff that has been outdated. And one of the things, for example, eggs, eggs were demonized for a long time. Mm -hmm. And now they find out, and there was a, there was a meta-analysis done of, of, of numerous studies, um, uh, just, just, Re released last week and what it showed was and they compared people that ate no eggs to people who ate up to 12 eggs a week and they found that for uh, markers of heart disease that the people who ate eggs had actually fewer markers of heart disease than people who didn't uh, cholesterol levels don't really matter that's you know they found out now over time um, but you know fat particularly saturated fat was demonized by uh, Ansel Keys who was a researcher and a very bad one uh, and he committed in, in science really the cardinal crime of deliberately ignoring evidence just to support his hypothesis. Mm -hmm. And what he had shown way back in the 60s was that looking at, he had data that, that showed that in, in countries where people had a high-fat diet, and he used the U.S. and I think Norway, um, they, they had more heart disease than like in Japan where they had lower-fat diets. But what was available to Keyes that he deliberately overlooked Whereas that there was there was data from other countries that refuted that yep. that there were countries where they had high fat and low heart disease, but now that doesn't fit his model, mm -hmm. so he just ignored it. So that's why we had this idea that you know you have to cut fat and everything. Well, you know, fat even saturated fat is 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 important for mm -hmm. the production of hormones. Yes. So you end up with hormonal problems if you don't get enough fat in your diet. So, you know, that's that's something else that has to be weighed in. But yeah, like everything else, you know, you're hard pressed now even to find something that has gluten in it because now that's the gluten. that's the bad guy. Yeah. Every you know, we've been eating gluten uh since they started menu uh, since they, since agriculture, you know, when 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 the Egyptians invented bread. Um you, know, you, you know, might want to control it and for some people sure you shouldn't have it, but Well, and the gluten and thing, you know, and, and I'm not going to rail off all these uh, all the things that I've seen. Uh, uh but the gluten thing in my opinion is is twofold. It's an excuse uh for parents to avoid one thing or another. There the the number of people with an actual gluten allergy is minute. 
comparatively. Mm-hmm. But what the gluten issue, I think, is uh, it, it really is our issue is we've ruined our soil. Our pesticides, yeah. you know, the giant, the the Franken seeds, the Monsantos of the world, have ruined our soil, yes. and therefore, but gluten is just the is the is the scapegoat, you know. Yeah, it's also a marketing ploy. Just oh, of course some, it is. Oh, you buy this now, I feel good. Hey, I, I've eliminated gluten from my diet now. I'm healthy. Yeah. Well, what people do is, you know, if they eat a muffin for breakfast. Then they say to themselves, "I'm going to have a gluten-free muffin for breakfast, it has and I'm good. It. Yeah, yeah, it has blueberries, and I got my fruit, and yeah. I'm good now because <laughs> now I'm having a gluten-free muffin. Yeah. Well, no, you're not good. You're eating terrible it, it, preservatives. Well, it's got whole grains. Yeah, yeah, that's the other <laughs> now, one. Yeah, stupid. And, yeah, and and six tablespoons of sugar in it. Now I have to say something you said earlier, Julia. Um, I I. I I'm still on the diet that I chose to, you know, with the no meat and everything else. And it's actually worked out fantastically for me. Uh, Plus, I exercise uh, every day. But uh, you mentioned margarine. I went to, you know, uh, I I, one of the things that I use in substitute of of meat is flavoring. Yes. You have to you have to do something because, you know, broccoli is broccoli and it's boring. So you got to do something. So I went back to using butter. Now, just a little bit of butter, yeah. but real butter. Sweet cream, butter, a little bit of salt. You're it's fine. not bad. Now, you made the mention about the margarine thing. Now, I have a problem with that, saying it's one, uh, the people that say it's one molecule away from plastic. Well, okay, but so are we, sort of. I'm joking, but, uh, you know, it is not plastic, though. I mean, it, but it's bad for you. But I, I just, a lot of people say that about that one molecule thing. I've heard something, they said it's one, you know, we're one, one molecule away from being chimpanzees. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, I hate that. Yeah. You know, but, but now I've gone back to using natural things, you know, yes, the butter that's being what it's natural. All about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. Exactly. I like ghee. Uh, do you try ghee? Oh, yeah, ghee. Yeah, I like ghee. That's yeah, the Indian. Yeah. Right, are we done with quinoa? Are, uh, no, I eat quinoa. Oh, I, I eat quinoa, like quinoa all the time. Are we still in the quinoa wave? I love quinoa. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I will say about keto, and my husband follows the keto diet, much t- we disagree. We eat completely <laughs> separate dinners every night. We always have. Uh-huh. Um, but Separate room, separate dinner. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I will say about the keto, I think the way people are justifying eating that way is there are lots of studies that have come out, real studies mm-hmm. that say eating a keto diet shrinks tumorous growths, which is true. If you have cancer and you go on a keto diet, you can shrink your tumors. Um, But we're talking preventative. Mm -hmm. You're not going to eat a bunch of fat and red meat to prevent cancer. You're going to eat vegetables and fruit to do that, right? Right. And nuts. Nuts are high in fat. And nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to want to eat fat. Yeah. I eat eat olive oil. I have a tablespoon on my vegetables and that's that. So... Anyway, sorry to bring us into that, but I just find all this stuff. No, not at all. In fact, I was I'm going to show my ignorance and and look to my two experts here. Uh, I actually don't definitionally don't know what paleo is. You want to help me with that one? What is paleo? Yeah, it's the idea there is that you should eat more like the paleo paleolithic man okay did so that means really no agriculture. That was pre agriculture. Okay. So you know no grains. Uh, it's going to be pretty much meat and and you know uh, vegetables, vegetables, things yeah. like that that okay. are that are not that are not um, you know cultivated more or okay. less. Yeah. All right. It's a so more of diet. a more of a like a structural, practical uh, diet. Yeah. Okay, I understand. Yeah, it's funny how when I look at that, I mean, you, you look at the flip side, like like veganism, uh-huh. um, but nevertheless, there there are sound principles in there. Where you know of 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 certain of avoiding certain things, mm-hmm. you know, and again, I think anybody somewhere where the twains meet, 
is pro- I, I to me I think that the real culprit is, is processed food because you could have a vegan diet and be very unhealthy because everything is processed. Oh, for sure. You know, so in that in that respect, I look at it. I said I don't eat meat, so I wouldn't follow a paleo diet. But I do like that idea of of you know not using processed food. I re- rarely eat you know bread for me mm-hmm. once a week. Mm-hmm. That's it. Limit it, and and I just don't. And you know. For me, that works. Maybe other people, it's different. Yeah. Just cut that out. Pasta, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was never a pasta guy. Yeah. Bread, bread was okay, but pasta I never got into. But uh, back to back to Vegas a little bit. We had a question actually to to John from uh, Sherry Sherry J uh, off of Podbean, and uh, she asks, "Were you given more credit slash respect for being older and male?" Working in the casino industry specifically as a concierge. That's a good question. Um, you know, of course, age, age being relative, right? I had just turned forty. Uh, I I spent my fortieth birthday at the Clark County Jail, getting <laughs> fingerprinted and for the gaming card and whatever yeah. else that we needed to have. Okay. And so that's how I spent my fortieth birthday. So yeah, I was the oldest concierge. Yes, you were. Um, and you know, working with with all of these thirty year olds like you. And, yes. and Julie, you were even younger than that. You were probably in your mid-20s. Yeah. That people often mistook me for being in charge. And I didn't know most, yeah, and most of our colleagues were women. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was that stereotype. A, I was male and I was the oldest one, therefore I must be in charge. Did they give me more respect? Probably less because they came in and they bitched and moaned at me. And I thought, hey, I'm not getting paid that extra dollar an hour to, to have you, you know, you know, spit all over me. Right. That woman over there that's like half my age. Yeah. Go 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 go! Spit at her because yeah. she's getting paid for that. So yeah. Um, so yeah. To answer the question, oh yeah, I mean that, that was just I, I knew it. I could just see it in their eyes when they came up. Are you the one in charge? That's what they would say. I say no. That's the the young lady at the end of the counter is, or or my colleague down there is. Go talk to her. I, I have to charge. agree. I mean, I I I have been. I thankfully I have been looked at as a leader all my life. I mean, I I, I could. I have always joked I could be wearing you know shorts and and uh, Hirachi sandals, and people would still come to me before a well dressed woman. Um, th- did you find that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Do you think we're it's more so here in Vegas because it's a it's a very masculine industry gambling? Uh, do you think Do you think that's? Uh, yeah, I mean, most of the pit bosses and yeah. you know most of those types of people are men. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the only time for me that it had its advantages was because uh, our our manager, what they called the chef, uh, Nicole, had said that that Adelson preferred older concierge. Well. You know, in my case, I was just coming back to the country. Yeah. I'd been gone for, for 15 years. So I said, yeah, you're probably not going to find too many people qualified to do, to do this kind of job. We're willing to do it for eleven ninety five an hour at my age. You're going to be younger. Right. Um, but there I was. So whenever they had some type of, you know, we got VIP, uh, need a tour, she got me to do it. So it was nice to get away from the desk. So I yeah. did get to use that as an advantage. Those people thought I was in charge, mm-hmm. although I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it was it was feeding into that stereotype of he's a guy and he's the oldest one, therefore he must be in charge. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you know, no, I'm not. <laughs> Nor would you want to be. I don't no, want to be, yeah. and it doesn't bother me. I, no, I don't want to help you with that problem. Yeah. You're right. You need a manager for that, and it's not me. So yeah. Now, did you do you feel? I I don't know. I don't know the num the 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 dollars and cents behind this question. But do you feel you were tipped less, Julia? Oh yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Significantly? I think so. Yeah. I think men make more tips. Do you think, Jamie, when we started, we had six guys. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that today. There were, there was you and there was Fred 
uh, Wayne, yes. uh, Jay, Stanley, and me, right? So right. there were six guys and, what, 20 women. Uh-huh. And I wondered if, uh, okay, Jay left after that, and, and Stan, well, Stan was Stan. But the, between the four of us yeah. that, that were remaining, do you think probably we made as much in tips as the rest of the women put together? Or close to it? I remember Fred doing very well. Yeah. Close to it. I, 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 you know, close to it. Yeah. I, I would say probably not not consistently more, but, you know, yeah, I, I think the numbers would be in our favor uh, because, yes, Fred did well. Uh, I did well. Um, uh, there was a, there was a time... You know, I I, the, I was disillusioned with the with the uh, work. Yeah, there. <laughs> I don't think we got that much. I mean, yeah. for me, when I when I started thinking about it, we had the you know we would get big tips. Mm-hmm. We would get the hundred dollar ones, mm-hmm. and generally speaking, those were, I mean those were for men, and they come out specifically looking to talk to another guy. I think that they would seek us out, particularly the ones so. from South America. Yeah, you know, because they came here and they would come to the desk, and you know that they that they were well healed. If they're coming from a, a country like Brazil. And they're staying in our hotel. They probably pretty pretty well off, right? Yeah. And they would come here. I had a guy ask me what time it was because, of course, there's no clocks here. And I looked at my watch and said it was three o'clock. He gave me fifty bucks. Yeah, I, no, I've had I, I've had <laughs> wild cards like that. Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, but I think that you know my, my thought process as far as Julia. Uh, representing the the women on the desk, um, receiving fewer tips uh, is one of two reasons. One, the guy's coming up and hitting on you, mm-hmm. and and is not interested in tipping. He's interested yeah. in getting a date with you, or he's in, the question embarrasses him one way or another, and he'll oh, yeah. come to us. Yeah, I remember not doing well. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, I depended on our commissions. Yeah, I did not do well with tips. Huh. Nope. I remember one time working at the desk with Marta, and and she was looking, and and, and some guy gave me a couple dollars for something. Yeah. And she says, you know, I watch you as you work, so I try to imitate because Marta was a non-native speaker, right? Yeah. So she's watching you. Know, how come? <laughs> how come the guys are getting tipped and we're not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she would. She said she sat there and watched to see how I dealt with the guest and why he gave me money. So she tried it and it didn't work for her. I said, well, sometimes they're not always going to give me money, but no, yeah, there, there's a thing where maybe they they think they have to tip the guy, and maybe with the woman, I don't know. I, I can't explain I, that. I really can't explain it. I mean, I, I have you know, a theory. Yeah, please. I don't know if people out there would hate this theory, but oh, please, it's just my personal opinion. Um, I believe that society in general sees women as caretakers. Their job is to take care of children and people, and they find it uncomfortable when a man is taking care of them, therefore they tip. But it's completely accepted, and they feel better when a woman is taking care of them because a woman is motherly and that's her job and they don't need to compensate because that's what she's supposed to do. That's my opinion. Hmm. I, you know, point. Yeah. one of the, because remember what I was told is one of the, when they're, when they're uh, hiring people to be a concierge, they found that people who were teachers or those type of caregivers are good for that role. That's why, Hey, I'd been a teacher. That's why I got the job. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, when they had those interviews, they had, they had things that, this is the same type so, sort of activities I did in my in my classrooms, so so yeah in that and and most teachers or a lot of teachers are women. I mean I work with teaching groups uh, all the time uh, when I go in different states and in and, and with state departments and I rarely work with a man. Most of the people in my industry are women, uh, and it, but the stereotype does extend. I will go there with the with the person who deals with math, 
and I'm doing I'm doing English language arts and my colleague is doing math and my colleague is a woman. They'll come up and say and they'll look at me and say, oh, "Are you the math guy?" Mm, yeah. And they'll just assume I said, "No, that that's her. I do ELA. I'm, <laughs> no, the, I'm the, the language guy." No, that's the Asian guy. That's the math guy. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, here last question for us. Um, what and these are for all of our, our guests coming in, listeners that are coming into Vegas maybe for the first time. What is the minimum? In our uh, what we did, concierge. What is the minimum where a person should tip? The expectation of the concierge, the what the, the effort of the concierge receives the tip. What is the minimum that they could ask? Not where's the bathroom, obviously. That's that's. So what do what do you think? Wh- where did you get st- stiffed? Where you thought, well, shit, you know, I just I just did that, and he should have given me five bucks. I think. Um... I think anytime you successfully arrange something, it's worth a couple bucks. I used to say to myself, if everyone gave me $1, mm-hmm. I'd do very well. Yeah. We helped over 100 people a day. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think if you have asked a concierge to book a dinner and a show coupling for you mm-hmm. for an evening, that deserves at least $5. I used to oh, book, gosh, yes. remember even more, remember when we used to book, I mean, we'd book oh you know we, we're here four nights we want dinner and a show for every night yeah well guys that's you know 45 yeah. minutes to an hour sitting on hold giving the credit card information getting confirmation numbers we let you walk away from the desk and we make a nice card for you and you know we leave you a message and we give you know we send the card up to your room whatever that's worth at least twenty dollars i mean yeah if not more we've now provided your entire experience while in vegas I got stiffed all the time after booking mm-hmm. a considerable after spending spending a considerable amount of time. Yeah, I I can't I, I can't say the same. I can't say it was a lot. I didn't not not it wasn't often. Yeah, I mean people were pretty pretty good to me. I don't have you too. I mean, yeah, I mean there are times when that's a good question. Uh, to me, it would be for example, if somebody wanted mm-hmm. it within our hotel, if somebody wanted a a reservation at. Um, uh, Star Canyon. I do that for nothing. That's easy. Yeah. Delmonico, which is El- right. Emerald, so is right next door. That's going to take some time. We've got a block right. of a few seats there, but I am expecting something for that, yeah. for, for pulling that one out. Um, that's going to take a little time. I might have to, you know, call them and, and beg or whatever just to, to, to get through to them. But, mm. but you know, that that's worth something. Uh, the same with the shows. I mean, if I have to, uh, I remember one time I had a guy, he wanted to see Danny Gans. Now, for people who had never come, you know, Danny Gans was interesting. He was so popular. His show was sold out all the time, but he was a name that you really didn't hear of him outside of Las Vegas. Right. But people who always wanted to see Danny Gans. And I had a guy call and he wanted the Danny Gans tickets. And I thought, okay, well, they're really hard to get. He goes, not only that, he said, my buddy's already got tickets and he told me where he was sitting. I called over there, son of a bitch, if I didn't get the seats right next to him. <laughs> and I thought, oh, wow, this is great. You know, and I told yeah. the guy, yeah, hey, you know, I managed to get the seats right next to your buddy. Wow. And he came there and he said, I'll take care of you when I get there. Well, he comes in and he, oh, yeah. he slips me something. He did. He did come. I give him credit for that. And his customer, I don't look. I said, thank you very much. But he goes, no, no, look at that. That's a brand new five. A brand new five. A brand new wow. five because it was a new style when they had the bigger wow. heads of Lincoln on there. And I was talking, I'm sorry for that. And then I got him dinner somewhere. I mean, that was that should have been 20 bucks. But oh, hey, it I'll should take have been. The five. 
I'll take an old 20. Yeah, I'll take an old 20. (laughs) Don't care how old it is. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, and I knew people that came there and say, oh, you guys must make a lot of money. Every time I come, I see everybody. I see everybody giving the doorman $2. No, I never saw the doorman get anything. I stood right there by the door. And I said, I don't know where they're they're coming from. But I don't see people handing the doorman $2 or the valet. Maybe the valet guys, and, you know, they get a couple of bucks. I I feel a, a discomfort. Now, I'm old school. My parents, you know, are older. And I feel a discomfort not tipping. Mm-hmm. I tip at the airport, yeah. you know, with the guys take my bag, you oh, know, because because it's hard work. It's miserable out there. I kind of want him to get the bag on the plane. Please. <laughs> so, yeah. so a couple bucks a bag, you know, and I just I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the mindset is. Um, yeah. You know? yeah, I was that way, you know, with, with the housekeepers always put the, the always make Me sure too. I have single dollar bills so mm-hmm. I can leave something for the housekeeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in meetings a couple of weeks ago and, and I left and I was going to come back to my room before I went to the meeting and the mm-hmm. meeting started at eight o'clock. Well, geez, by the time I got back, the housekeeper was already in my room cleaning it and I hadn't left the two dollars. I went back there deliberately and hunted her down to give her her two dollars yeah. for, for cleaning the room that day. Yeah. Well, you know? you're wild, John. I mean, yeah, I mean, broken hey, lamps. You were and... in my room. Yes, here. Yeah. I meant to leave it for you, but you, you got in there too soon. Yeah. Well, I'm interested to hear your perspective on tipping, uh, Julia. I, mm-hmm. I, I never really completely understood that. That uh, and were you, you that your opinion isn't uncommon. I'm assuming you spoke to the other, yeah, other girls oh yeah, and, yeah, I think so. And I didn't know if it, if it was gender or if it was age. Also, that somehow they thought that they were younger. But no, I mean, I don't, I don't think that was it either. No, uh-huh. I don't know because I think Debbie Brumfield did did pretty well. She was the oldest woman. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, for a while. Yeah, for a while. And yeah. I do think she did. Pr- Okay, I think she did. I think right. maybe among the women. So maybe that's part of it too. Is, yeah. is it's two things. It's gender and it is age. Well, and I also I know this is this uh, was an article I read a while ago, but it has to do across the board, including the gambling industry, is that people uh, have become savvy, sort of to the point where they understand that we that concierge, for example, make money on uh, they make a percentage of a ticket. They know this now. They make a percentage of this. They make they they get a little juice off of this, or they think this. They think we're pulling in all these extra points off these we're sales, not. and we're not. And we yeah. were never doing that. Um, you know, we made a commission off a few things here and there, which you know very very quickly stopped because the hotel saw you know more revenue. Uh, but uh, we don't. You know, so tips yeah. are are incredibly important. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I remember I had this guy come to this one, and this guy he was an asshole. And he comes there and he asks about old tickets. And I said, you know, we don't have, he said, so you don't have any back there, huh? <laughs> no, we never have nope. them back here. We've never, I've never even seen a fucking old ticket. The whole time I worked there, I never even saw, except for the, I, I take that back. I said, yeah, we do have them from when people bought them from a ticket broker, right? And they dropped them off yeah. in, in an envelope and, and we would keep them there. But no, we don't have them back here in our own personal stash that I'm going to slide to you. I just don't have those. If maybe go, go talk to a casino host. Maybe they do. Yeah. But the only tickets we had were for the second rate, you know, B minus shows, uh, crazy girls and, and, uh, uh, spellbound and a few others. Yeah, you know, those better. are the ones we sold. They're more fun anyway. Yeah. And this guy, you know, he stood there and just would not, did not, not believe me that, Oh no, I think you got him back there. Yeah, you know, speaking of O, O is one of the Cirque du Soleil productions here, uh, the, the most popular, yeah. I think, still. Um, I I gotten, I was damned if I do, damned if I didn't. Um, and uh, people would ask for wet seats, 
which are front, yeah. relatively front row, and you could be involved and and get and, and get a little wet because O is a, is a, is around a pool, and then I got the guy that was I got him premium seats, and he came back and and chastised me and called the hotel manager on me because he got wet, on with the wet seats. Yeah, so those weren't necessarily even the best seats. I mean, no, they weren't. It was, no, it was too close. And there was a story I remember. We had remember Hope. She worked. At, she I worked do. those for mm-hmm. a while, and she had to help Jason Alexander. Uh-huh. What a douchebag that guy was, because <laughs> he wanted O tickets. So she got him the wet seat. She got him. She got him seats. They weren't the wet seats. They were. Yeah. They were a couple rows back. They were better than the wet seats. Like we said, she got him a couple rows back for him, uh, and then he came to the desk and said, "No, it's okay. I don't need him. I got better seats. I got front row." Or something. He got wet seats from the casino, so he stiffed her on it. Okay. Oh man. Well, after you put it all that effort, and and she got these for you, arranged it, and then yeah. and then he didn't give her anything for it, and then thought, oh, I get, I did better. Good. Well, I hope you think so. Yeah. yeah. Practically in the in the pool with the with the dancers. You can't see the choreography of the oh. show, so no. In fact, fun. that's the same for people. Think it's it's much like Broadway. We have very small venues. MGM grand, you know, uh, aside, uh, the venues are very small, and uh, you know, there's the, then there's the whole obstructed view seat, which yeah. I'm not even going to discuss because I had way too many problems with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're sitting behind a pillar, uh, but it's half price, but no, it's very small, you know. But I love the small shows. I've t- I've said this before. Yeah. Uh, I I that's uh, one small show I saw recently uh, over at Planet Hollywood um, is uh, Zombie Burlesque. Absolutely hysterical. Uh, wonderful, talented cast. Uh, if you like singing and just the whole premise is goofy, you know, vampires and zombies and running around. And they had um, <laughs> they had chairs. They had like banquet chairs. You didn't. There wasn't a theater. He just a flat floor banquet chair watching the show, and it was fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I recommend that highly. But uh, yeah, or 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 Popovich and his and his Pop and cats. The, and the t- <laughs> Yeah, that's a great. I thought it was dogs. He, he has, has dogs cats. and cats. And cats? Yeah. Oh, house cats. Cats. He has trained house cats, which is you know, if having a cat, you cannot do that. You cannot. Tra- you can train dogs, right? You can train dogs, but cats. Uh. Uh-uh. No. Popovich has found a way. He has trained cats. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. I didn't know that. I knew yeah. Popovich with the dogs yeah. for years and years. Yeah. I, I He's got that. trained house cats. Now what's that? Uh, uh, dogs have family. Cats have staff. Yeah. Is that, is that yeah. the old joke? Yeah. <laughs> You have cats. I do. Yeah. Three. Three three cats. Yeah. I thought it was two. No. Nope. Oh my god. Wow. Are they trained? No. Do you walk your cats? No. Oh, I recently talked to somebody who's gonna walk their cat. I used to walk that seems very cruel. one of my cats. Not walk him, but he wanted to go outside right. in the back, so we would put him on a leash and he would go back there. It just seems like he'd he'd, he'd slip that leash in a heartbeat. Yeah, he was no. funny. Mm-hmm. I was talking I was talking to a landscaper I know and, and he told me he for one of the upper end people that live here in the valley. They wanted to have in their backyard, put in a Zen garden, right? So he's got the, the ripples of the sand and the big boulders. Oh, they love it. looks beautiful. So do all the neighborhood cats. They come and they shit in it. <laughs> wow. Of course they would. It's just a big sandbox to them. Of course. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Terrible. Well, John and Julia. Well, welcome back, Julia. We're, Thank we're you. And now that you have all these fans that missed you, so they, you. they will be uh, satisfied. Uh, John, uh, John, John has a Slayer shirt on. Yes, I wish everyone could see that. I wish everybody could see that. Uh, <laughs> it's a modeled sort of Jerry Garcia pattern. Yes, and Slayer, tie dyed Slayer on their, world, on their on their farewell tour. You know what? You, you, I've yet to see a selfie or a vid or anything uh, with you at a concert. I, I need to see this. Really, I need to see this, John. Okay, I think I then I show you. I showed you my the photo with uh, where I was with Cradle of Filth. 
Cradle that wasn't at the concert, though. No, that's true. I need to, I need to see you the, the, uh, uh, stage diving something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I say, uh, just something with your boy. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, did you did you see the... Uh, do you have a picture with Slayer? No, I don't have a picture with Slayer. I have a picture with Behemoth. They opened for Slayer. And Puddle of Filth. What is it? Cradle of Cradle Filth. Cradle of Filth. <laughs> All right. No, that's Cradle Puddle of, of Mud. But, okay. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm the short straw here. Everybody knows this, but I... Okay. But uh, John has a Slayer shirt on. If you want to see John uh, in his Pod Bay Door shirt, yes. uh, check out our social uh, media, uh, uh, Netflix, I think, Instagram. I think people want to see uh, uh, Julia wearing the uh, I, Pod, Bay, Pod I, Bay Door shirt. Yes, or not wearing a shirt at all. That's, that's what <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Those pictures are on there, but that's, for that, you have to go right. to our spot. That's, that's, that's right. <laughs> you have to order the premium uh, network for us. Uh, but John and Julia, thanks for being here. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, MRS Events, uh, for all of your local event needs uh, for uh, musicians and talent of all types, including... Hot Chicks. Yes. Uh, you can go to mrs-events.com. Dot com and they can take care of it. They're a fantastic company here. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, uh, it's the podbaydoorlv at gmail.com. Again, that's the podbaydoorlv at gmail.com. Any questions you have for Julia, John, or myself, please direct those there. Uh, check out all of our social networking. You can see all those uh, t-shirt sightings. Uh, and if you're looking, if you like the t-shirts, let me know. We can see if we can arrange that for you. Uh, but for John and Julia, this is Jamie, and we will see you next week. Thanks to everyone listening and watching. You can catch the Pod Bay Door on the Podbean app or any of your favorite podcast apps, including iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher Radio. You can watch the show on our YouTube channel at the Pod Bay Door Podcast. Please download, like, and subscribe. Our social connectivity screen is coming up. Check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, and WordPress. The Pod Bay Door is closed and... Talent is out. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for tuning into the show. We would love to hear your show suggestions and comments. If you're watching on our YouTube channel, please click to subscribe. You can also connect with us on Facebook using at PBD Podcast, on Twitter using at TPBD Podcast, and on WordPress at thepodbaydoor.wordpress.com.